a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. And we're glad to have you tuning in to our 110th episode. Uh, to celebrate this milestone, we're going to be covering Mace Windu in this edition of our Character Profile series. So without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! So to start this off, I just want to give a quick bio of Mace Windu. Um, he was a human male born on Harun Kal. His master was Sislin Mir, who was a Milaran female, the same species as Luminara Unduli and Baris Afi. Um, his apprentice was Depa Balaba, who was the master to Kanan Jarrus, one of the main protagonists in the Star Wars Rebel series. And of course, he had his iconic lightsaber with a purple blade. Um, and yeah, that's about all that I have for this bio of Mace. Uh, for those of you who don't know and haven't been following the podcast super uh, closely, or this is your first episode, or you just didn't remember, Mace Windu is my favorite character because purple has been my favorite color uh, since I was a child. And um, so when I was a kid, I honed in on the guy with the purple lightsaber. I thought he was awesome. And then as I've kind of grown in my Star Wars knowledge, I've learned that he is also just an awesome character. So um, I wanted to highlight mace uh in this kind of special 110th episode um and i'm super excited to talk to him uh, talk about him with y'all so i'm going to go through a quick timeline if i'm being completely honest there's not too much canon lore about mace uh which i'm hoping they change soon but uh that being said the timeline wise before the phantom menace uh, the best information that i could kind of glean was that uh, Mace struggled to create his lightsaber due to a lack of patience and difficulty surrendering to the Force's will. He is very strong-willed himself, and so he needed an extra nudge from Professor Huang, who we get to know in the Clone Wars, uh, when creating his lightsaber. In The Phantom Menace, uh, he was present when Anakin was brought before the Council and uh, pronounced Jedi too old to be trained. In Attack of the Clones, he led a task force of Jedi to the planet of Geonosis to arrest Count Dooku, and their secondary mission was to rescue Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Padme Amidala. And during this battle, he killed Jango Fett by decapitating him and led clone forces in a ground assault after escaping the arena. Um, in the Clone Wars, he commanded the 91st Reconnaissance Corps uh, alongside Commander Pons until he met his unfortunate demise against Aura Singh, and uh, he led a campaign to free Ryloth from Separatist control alongside Champs and Dula. He was a part of uh, a campaign alongside a uh, Anakin Skywalker, who led uh, the attack uh, in the sky and in space, uh, the air assault, if you will, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, who uh, also led a ground assault and uh, helped free uh, another portion of the planet. And uh, he was targeted by a vengeful Boba Fett in an assassination attempt. That's a really cool arc in Season 2 of The Clone Wars where Boba Fett uh, attempts to get revenge against Mace for killing his father. And um, he worked with Anakin to preserve a Zillow Beast uh, to prevent the extinction of the species on Malastare, um, which is another very interesting arc where the Zillow Beast gets brought to Coruscant and Mace and Anakin are trying very hard to keep this creature alive because it might be the last of its kind. 
and it's very unique in it with its lightsaber repellent scales. It's kind of like a Godzilla type monster if you haven't watched the Clone Wars. He uh, also accompanied Jar Jar Banks to Bardotta uh, to investigate mysterious disappearances of the Dugoyan Masters, and the Dugoyan Masters were essentially a different sort of force worship force worshippers. There we go. Um, who didn't like the Jedi very much because uh, historically they were known to supposedly kidnap their children. Um, but they worshipped the Force. They did not utilize the Force the same way that the Jedi did, but they were another one of those sort of uh, Force-worshipping sects different than the Jedi and Sith. But uh, during that mission, he rescued the Bardotan Queen, Queen Julia from the clutches of Mother Talzin and her cultists, Mother Talzin being... Uh, the leader of the Night Sisters, the witches from Dathomir, uh, who we get to know in the Clone Wars as well, and uh, he also led a campaign to Anaxis alongside uh, Kenobi and Skywalker, and disabled a bomb that would have had cataclysmic effects near the end of that f- uh, battle. That's when we're introduced to the Bad Batch, and uh, they go to rescue Arc Trooper Echo from the Techno Union and all that good stuff. Um, and also, just a little tidbit from Legends. Uh, this is uh, essentially just a synopsis of the events of the Shatterpoint novel, which is no longer canon, but it's still pretty cool. Um, is that he rescued his apprentice Depa Balaba on Harun Kal in the jungles of that planet after she fell to the dark side. Um, so, it's an interesting book. I would have liked more from a Mace Windu novel, but I think it provides really interesting perspective into his mindset. Um, that being said, I'm just going to go through some various facts. Um, first of all, he was a very renowned warrior and probably the most renowned warrior in the Jedi Order during the Clone Wars. He was, up until Anakin Skywalker, the youngest Jedi to be appointed to the High Council um, and given the rank of Master, which Anakin was, of course, not given the rank of Master. He had one of the most distinct weapons in the Jedi Order, at least during the Clone Wars era. He had a rare purple blade and a very distinct Electrum finish to mark his mastery of the blade. Um, and that, of course, if you've watched my reels, that was my very first obscure Star Wars fact, was that the gold plating on um, on Mace Windu's lightsaber is made of Electrum. And it really doesn't provide any functionality other than uh, serving as a sort of marker of his uh, distinguished, uh, sort of a distinguished honor within uh, the realm of swordsmanship in the Jedi. Speaking of his lightsaber, he was also the master of a variant of Form 7 called Vapod, and he was actually the one who created this lightsaber form uh, in order to, according to him, use his own darkness as a weapon for the light. So this lightsaber form was very aggressive and walked the line between the light side and the dark side, and it sort of acted as a river, passing power from the opponent back to the user. And this essentially made the limit two of a pod practitioner's power, the power of their opponent. It relied on quick movements and immense discipline, and Windu was really the only practitioner of a pod to not fall to the dark side. So his apprentice, Stepa Balaba, also practiced uh, this lightsaber form, and obviously she fell to the, bleh, fell to the dark side, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, Sora Bulk was a weak-way Jedi who developed a pod alongside Windu, he also fell to the dark side after a confrontation with Count Dooku, but Mace was able to bring him back and redeem him. And this is another reason why he refused to teach Anakin 
this lightsaber form. And it's also interesting because he really despised Anakin and resented him a lot. He was overly critical of him to a very high degree because uh, in part he resented Anakin because up until uh, Anakin's uh, up until Anakin's discovery, people thought that Mace might have been the chosen one and the one who would bring balance to the Force. Um, so in that way, he was very um, he was very arrogant and also very jealous of Anakin's status and therefore uh, pretty cold and harsh towards him. He was said to be the embodiment of Jedi hubris during the Clone Wars. So whenever he is defeated by Sidious after Anakin's betrayal, it almost represents the fall of the Jedi themselves. And I say defeat because I don't believe he was actually killed. But that being said, he blamed himself for the Clone Wars uh, because he didn't kill Dooku when he had the chance. He was very good friends with Dooku whenever Dooku was in the Jedi Order. And he let that attachment cloud his judgment. Um, and because... As you know, at the beginning of this, at the beginning of the Gene Ocean fight, he uh, presents himself and he ends up just putting his blade against Jango Fett's neck. Um, he had an opportunity to go for a killing blow against Dooku, but he did not because at the end of the day, he himself said, at least in Legends, that he actually loved Dooku as a friend. And he had that close of a bond with him that he wasn't willing to strike him down even though he knew he needed to um and so he was actually supposed to take the mantle of grandmaster from yoda before the battle of geonosis but decided to decline uh taking up this role in order to lead the war on the front lines because he felt responsible for it um and so yoda maintained the role of grandmaster throughout the clone wars and also he had a very unique ability called shatterpoint which was the ability to locate someone or something's weak spot and exploit it through uh, sort of fault lines in the Force. And um, this is really interesting, especially when uh, he's dealing with uh, people and essentially when like he, he sees that Palpatine is a shatter point for the galaxy. So he knows that he, something, something about Palpatine is crucial to the survival of the galaxy or the destruction of it. He doesn't know which one it is. He just knows that he's a shatter point. He also knows that there's a shatter point that always appears whenever Palpatine and Anakin are together, and he doesn't know why, but he knows that it's happening, which I just find super fascinating and, and a cool little way to foreshadow um, the events that are to come. So that's about all that I have for Windu. Uh, I'm sure that I missed a lot of Legends lore that I'm not super familiar with, but I'm really glad that I got to talk to y'all uh, about him. I think that he's an awesome character. Obviously, he's my favorite, so I'm kind of biased. And like I said, I don't think that he died in Revenge of the Sith. I don't think that at all. Um, I really don't think... Did I even... I don't think I even went through Revenge of the Sith in my timeline. I think I might have just... Yeah, I stopped after the Clone Wars. One second. Um, in Revenge of the Sith, Windy denied Anakin Skywalker the rank of Master while still allowing him a seat on the Council as the Chancellor's representative because if he had given him the rank of Master, if the Jedi had, then they would have effectively given the Chancellor a voice or a vote on the Jedi Council. So that was the main reasoning for not allowing that to happen. Um, and also, obviously, like I said earlier, uh, Windu had a lot of resentment towards Anakin just about the whole uh, deal with him thinking that he was the chosen one. He then led a group of Jedi to arrest Chancellor Palpatine after learning that he was a Sith Lord and after defeating Palpatine in a duel, because yes, I do think that Windu actually did defeat Palpatine in a duel. 
He was betrayed by Anakin Skywalker and presumed dead with no official confirmation. I still think that Windu survived that altercation with Sidious. Um, so sorry, this was kind of everywhere, but I hope you, that y'all enjoyed those various facts intermixed with my timeline, um, which I'm sure a lot of y'all already knew that last bit about uh, Revenge of the Sith. But just for the record... I think that Windu is alive. Regardless of, I know that I have a canon source book that says that he's dead. Canon source books get overwritten all the time. I'm saying that he's alive. And he's going to be in Book of Boba Fett Season 2. Anyways, that said, this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. So in Legends, Windu gave Grievous the cough we hear him with in Revenge of the Sith during the Battle of Coruscant, which is shown in the Clone Wars micro-series from 2003. Um, Windu uses the Force to crush Grievous's chest and gives him the cough that we see him with in Revenge of the Sith. So I think that's rather interesting. Obviously, in the Clone Wars series, uh, Clone Wars or uh, Grievous already has his cough before the Battle of Coruscant, so unclear how that happens. Another fun fact that I didn't um, include, but Grievous, or Windu refused to fight Grievous because he didn't want him to learn how to counter Vapod. He felt like that would be too, make him too powerful. And so that was a reason why Windu sort of refused to fight Grievous, uh, at least as much as possible. If it ever came up, of course he would, but he tried to avoid doing so. Anyways, a little two-part more for y'all. That being said, make sure you tune in this Friday for this month's edition of The Ability to Speak Does Not Make You Intelligent. I have on my good friends Jack Pittman and Clayton Morris. We're talking about Kenobi, uh, just kind of giving our thoughts after having a little bit of time to marinate with it. Uh, it gets a little contentious, not going to lie. Uh, we, we got a lot to talk about, and uh, they there are a lot of hot takes that get thrown around. So make sure you tune in for that. And just stay tuned for more stuff. Follow us on Instagram, Twin Sun Talks. Uh, or at Twin Sun Talks. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast, and listen wherever you get your podcasts uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platforms by searching Twin Sun Talks. Um, that's all that I have. You've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.